0: Hey there, trailblazing women. Mark your calendars for the Women Thrive Summit, happening March 18th to the 22nd, 2024. Join us for five empowering days of inspiration, connection and growth. Unlock your potential with workshops led by industry leaders, panel discussions and networking opportunities. Don't miss this chance to amplify your voice and thrive together. Visit Summit.com to grab your tickets today. That's Summit.com. Welcome to Women's Thrive
1: Podcast. This is where you'll get to hear incredible stories of female entrepreneurs, business owners, women from all walks of life myself, Raymonda Jan,
0: and my co-host Abigail will be interviewing incredible women hearing inspiring stories of women from all around the world. I have no doubt that you will find something that will be life-changing for you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and join us for our future episodes. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of the Women Thrive Podcast. My name is Abigail Rebecca. I am your host today. We love hosting these podcasts for lots of different reasons. One of the reasons is that we really want to inspire you with the stories of other women, women who have created extraordinary success within their business, within their lives. And I always find it fascinating to listen to the stories of others and be inspired so that we can all get into action. And another reason that we love to do these podcasts and show these podcasts and share these podcasts with you is that we really love to highlight our incredible speakers. So if you've followed us for a while, you'll know that every March we host a live five-day virtual event. It's a five-day summit where we have incredible speakers from all around the world that share their story, that share their passion and their vision. And today I wanted to share one of those incredible Speakers with you. So, I'd love to introduce you to Megan Gibson. She is an identity alignment coach, a podcaster, and an author. She's an expert in the transformative journey of deep self discovery. And Megan's specially formulated one to one process guides individuals to uncover deeply held intrinsic values and unique gifts that lie within. Welcome, Megan. It's so amazing to have you with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. Always interesting listening to someone read your bio. Back to you. (laughs) It's great, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's great.
0: So I'm really, really intrigued about what you do and how you serve your clients and how you transform the life of others. So could you share with us a little bit more and a little bit more depth as to how I've just introduced you and tell us a little bit more about your passion and what you do in the world.
1: I sure can. It's become one of my favourite topics so I don't feel like I actually work anymore because I get to spend time holding space for brave human beings to uncover the things about themselves that they don't see, the amazingness that they hold within. We get to bring those things to the surface and then give them meaning by adding language to those things so that they can then shape their identity around what's truly unique to them. Because we all have a life that is a product of our experiences and our choices and the way that we respond to the things that happen. And Because we are all unique in the way that we see the world, even if we've had the same experience as somebody else, we are going to become still a unique version of someone who's been through that. So I'm not explaining this very well because there's so much I want to say in a really succinct way, but when you add language to something that's important to you, I believe that it becomes tangible. And so when something is languaged in a way that feels powerful to you and inspires you, you then get to make new choices or choices moving forward that are in alignment with that. And so that then gives you so much clarity about where and how you want to show up in the different areas of your life and you get to drop the pretense, you get to drop the identity that you may or may not have taken on up until that point and you get to be free to just be and from what I've found the most profound experiences that people have had have been in their relationships because when we relate to another person we often get reflected back to us things we want to see and also things we don't want to see so the really beautiful thing about Rediscovering your true sense of self is that you get to put that, you get to reflect that out into the world. And that's then what you get in return. And so that's the more intricate sort of explanation, I guess, of what I do. What that looks like is spending one on one time in a safe space where I become the mirror for you so we look back over these experiences like I said and you share in a really comfortable a passionate space non-judgment and then I get to reflect back with language the, the parts in between the words the things that you aren't able to see and so by doing that you get to see yourself In a whole new way, and that particular call, where I do that reflection, is my favorite part of the process. Because people just—they're often in tears. They're often—they—they can hear the truth being reflected back, but they would never, ever, ever describe themselves that way. So yeah, it's a really beautiful process. I love how you just described that. Sometimes it's difficult to put
0: language to the work that we (laughs) do because it's like this language hasn't been actually like it's not in this world. But I think you did it complete justice. And I love what <laughs> you do. And you're very clear about what you do. It's interesting when you're just talking about this transformation when someone actually can see themselves for who they really are, maybe uncovering those blind spots. Or even, I think, you know, what came to me is when you were explaining that, I would think that you work with a, a lot of people that. It's almost like they're uncovering something about them that they really wish that they could be, and they never dare dream about themselves, but actually they are that. Yeah. You're creating them this
1: opportunity to step into that. Do you find that yeah. that happens a lot? Oh, absolutely. It's funny because you mentioned before intrinsic core values and gifts. And so, one of the things that People come to realize is that those things that have happened to us in the past that perhaps we push down, we don't really want to think about, we don't necessarily feel good talking about it. Those uncomfortable experiences, there's so much value there. And when you can have the opportunity to share those things, I mean, people have shared things with me that they've never told anybody before and may never tell anybody else we get to unpack that in a really healthy objective way and then we get to reframe it and repack it only the parts that serve them only the parts that help them to see that experience for the wisdom and the value that comes from it in a way that they can then move forward proud and grateful that that has shaped part of their character. And so they would never be able to do that or would want to do that necessarily on their own. So when they get that list of values back and they listen to that reflected back, they're like, wow, yeah, like I'm that amazing. And we are all amazing. I think that everybody has that inner wisdom That they can then, if they choose to do something, contribute to the world in a way that's unique to them. And everyone's amazing. Everyone's beautiful. I believe that. I believe deep down that there's good in all of us and there's wisdom in all of us. But without an opportunity to uncover that, it stays hidden. And a lot of people stay small and don't take up much space in the world. But there's plenty of room for all of us. And I love that, turning that light on for people so they can see that. And then perhaps having them make new choices about what they're going to do in the world, that they're also going to add more value to themselves and have them feel better about themselves as well. And create a legacy, whatever it is they want to do. So yeah, I think that's a long answer to your question, but... (laughs) I do like this subject it's something I'm very passionate about. I can tell you're really passionate about
0: it and you're really lit up and inspired. I can see how lit up you are when you talk about that subject and you said there about turning on a light I love how you describe that like you help someone turn on their light and you also wrote down about You were talking about being, feeling and being truly unique and dropping, you know, potentially the identity that I can definitely relate to this. Having an identity because you feel that you need to be showing up in a certain way in order to fit into society or to be in a group or to feel like inclusive. What do you find like with them, with your clients that you work with and beautiful connections that you have and in your community What do you feel is like the main theme that runs through in terms of why people often feel like they need to maybe mask or create an identity for themselves that they're not quite aligned to and they don't feel quite authentic with, but they still feel that they need to show up that way in this world? What
1: do you see with that? What can you talk into about that? Well, I can definitely talk from experience about that personally, because What I have found, and a lot of my clients more recently, women over 40, I just find that I seem to be resonating or my story seems to resonate with women that are at a similar stage to me because we don't always do it intentionally. In fact, most of the time we don't. When I became a mum young, I started my adult life younger than I would have liked, as in, I started working and I moved away from what you would typically call a childhood. I was working, I moved into a relationship and I became a mother and you just jump on the treadmill of life. And as a woman, we tend to naturally be, mm. well, we are nurturous, naturally nurturers, especially when we become a mom, we, we become about everybody else. So that's something that happens Naturally. And so we then take on the persona of what we think a mother should be and how, because we're just trying to survive. We're just trying to, they don't come with a manual, these babies. We have to figure this stuff out. And so we never, if we never really stop to think about the things that we want, our sense of self can easily get diluted, the good word, with our roles in life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if we layer that on top with something that is unique to me, we then have stories that we make up in these moments where things perhaps don't go well or these challenging times in our life. We have things that we make up about ourselves, and decisions that we make about ourselves that also add onto our identity. One of mine was, and this is a common one, I know, But I have always been a perfectionist because I had this story that I believed about myself from a very young age that I wasn't good enough for the people in my life, the adults in my life as a child, for the the people that came into my life as I grew up and as I got older, always felt like I had to prove myself. I know exactly where that story has originated because of the work that I do, but most of us don't even know it exists. So we have the roles that we play that we tend to warp our sense of self because we step into these roles. Then we have the things that we make up about ourselves subconsciously that get layered on top of that. And on top of that as well, we also have the people that raised us and the culture that we grew up in, which add extrinsic, so external values to us because of our environment. When you have all of that together, it's no wonder that it takes a deep process like this to actually go within and find that true sense of self. And if you don't get that opportunity to do that work, quite often, if someone asks who you are, we're just going to say what we do. Like most of us, if someone says, oh, who are you? We will start talking about all the things we do because that's who we see ourselves as but that's not who we are. We're so much more than that. And so I find that those are the things that can get in the way or that can dilute our sense of self or change our identity in ways that we don't know. We don't know what's happening. We don't see it. So what
0: you've just shared with us is that so many of us can go through our lives being like this, showing up, in the world like this but an unconscious level so we're not conscious of it we're just doing our thing but actually there's the stuff that's going on the women in our audience that are listening like if you're not aware that you're doing it how do you self-identify like Mm. what is showing up in your world that maybe might be an indication hang on a minute let me just look at Who I am and am I being authentic? Is my light off? (laughs) Do I need to switch my light on? So how would your clients kind of self-identify that they would need to come and do this beautiful, deep work
1: with you? I did start to say before that most of my clients are women over 40. And I'll tell you why. Because my story, when I turned 40, I found myself with more time because my children were older. I felt like it was my 40th birthday and I remember feeling distinctly different than how I felt on my 30th birthday. When my 30th birthday came around, I felt like I'd arrived somewhere significant. I felt like I'd earned the right to have a voice, like to, you know, I felt like I had something to share because before that, I never really felt that way, whatever reason. So I felt like I had arrived somewhere significant and I was kind of like growing up now. And then when I turned 40... I felt like the complete opposite. I thought, my gosh, that's 10 years of my life. I was bringing up my my young kids, obviously. So it's not like I didn't achieve anything. They're beautiful. They're amazing. But in terms of like personally, I felt like I should be happier. I felt like I should be wealthier. I felt like I should be more successful. I was already in the coaching space at this point as well. I was already starting to build a business. I felt like I should be way further along. I was basically just shooting all over myself. (laughs) You've heard that term before. I definitely haven't coined it. I can't remember where I heard it, but that's what I was doing. And I just thought, I don't even know how to fix it. Like, I just wasn't happy. I felt like I should be more in love as well. And so I feel like there's that space and and sometimes it takes children growing up or We get made redundant or our relationship ends or something happens. And a lot of things tend to happen around that time for whatever reason. Those kind of things are happening a lot in that age group. Where you have space to actually look at yourself. Because if you're just running and you're just doing the same thing all the time, you just keep showing up, you just keep getting the same results. You're not really even concerned about it unless you have time to look. And so I find that it's in those big life transitions Where we really start to realize whether we're happy or not. And so we can feel it. The other thing is, as well, like I was saying, I know now how much I was pretending to be happy because I was trying so hard to get everything right. I was trying hard to be the perfect mum. I was trying hard to keep my marriage together. I was trying hard to build a business. I was trying to be the best daughter and the best sister and the best everything. And it was exhausting. I literally had a little bit of a health crisis in terms of like just sheer exhaustion I just got tired I just I could I was never not tired and so those are some of the key indicators and I don't know if anyone relates to that in terms of from a story point of view like is she talking about me (laughs) I've had that before a few times and it's not a nice feeling it's not a nice feeling to reach this milestone and feel like you should be better When all you've tried to do your entire life is be perfect. Let just let that learn. I think that so many
0: women will relate to your story hundred percent I can I can relate your story. I was massively in corporate burnout when I was 40, developed a major heart condition, and actually left corporate, and that's what enabled me to start my business. But it's funny, isn't it, this age, this forty, like this yep.
1: condition. And it's not just women either.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My beautiful partner, he was exactly the same at that age. was mm-hmm. a massive business and just sold it. And so it's not just women. It, it's human it's a human thing. But for whatever reason, I find women, we just deep in that nurturing, we're deep in that give so much of ourselves, yeah. and then we don't have anything left for ourselves. So what helped you? What was it that you did that helped to turn this around? The first thing I would say to that is that I was extremely blessed to already be in the space of people who were on a similar journey to me. So I started my coaching journey in the personal brand space. And I was a coach within an environment or within a program was like an incubation. We used to call it. And I used to do the deep discovery work with these people because we wanted to help people instead of just people coming to us and wanting pretty colors and a logo and a website. We wanted, didn't want to slap those things on something that wasn't real. So we went right back to the foundation and made sure that whatever we were going to brand was authentic. So I got to the absolute pleasure of hearing people's stories and doing that deep discovery work. So I was in an environment where there was a lot of people that were passionate about being authentic. And that's really where I started to unravel this, to be fair. I really started to realise that I need to walk my talk. If I'm going to be a coach, I need to be doing this work myself. I need to be being real. And so we used to obviously have a lot of team calls and things like that and make sure that we were on the right path and that we were feeling good about what we were doing and refining a process. And so these human beings that were around me held me in a space where I really started to lean into it. What ended up happening, Abby, was there was a couple of us who we'd get feedback from the students that came through the program that found some of them didn't even go on to build a business because they realized that it wasn't even what they wanted and that their relationships changed. And other things in their life became more important and mattered more. It had significant impact, this work. And I found the same thing. And so a couple of us sort of we got together and we decided we were going to move away from the brand and the business space and more into the self-discovery and the self-realization. And so that is where I've been for the last five years, probably six now actually, and I have been a product of my product. I eat my own cooking every single day. And because I have the, the blessing of being close to this work. I've been able to turn that around in less than four years. My life is completely different than it was 180 on what it was four years ago. And it can take longer than that for some people, obviously. I mean, if we're talking about some really serious things in life where people have to move through and they have to realign and change things up and move and move out of relationships, whatever it is, it can take a long time. I've been held in a space where I've had people that I was doing this work with so that I could be the best coach I can be, but I've also been somebody who I am responsible for other people's journey So I'm going to be walking that talk myself first. And that's what I did. And that's why I believe in this work so much because I know that it works. I know that it works. And the amazing thing is that when you show up as no whole bars, nothing in the way, this is who I am, vulnerable, which can be scary, but with certainty and confidence, you know, confidence comes from that clarity, right? The new people that come into your life, the new experiences and new opportunities like this one that come into your life, they get to meet the real you. And the momentum that comes from that, because there's nothing to move through or move past, they get to meet the real you and they either like you or they don't, which is completely fine. The momentum that comes with that is astounding. It's really exciting. And that's why I love getting people in that, into the, making that choice to choose themselves and take themselves on because it's so worth it.
0: I love that how you've just positioned it, like the new people, the new experiences that come in will meet the real you or your authentic self. Yeah. And actually, if you look at it that way, it's not that scary anymore, is it? It's like, well,
1: it's easy being myself. It's free, which is exactly where you, my, my business name came from. It's like you're freed to just be you, just be who you are. And it's so much easier than pretending. So much easier.
0: I love the fact that you're saying that you applied your methodologies to your life and your transformation and you practice what you preach and you're so authentic in that way, you're such a role model in that way. What would you say was your biggest challenge when it came to your transformation and looking at yourself hmm. in a way? And you mentioned vulnerability. Were there
1: any challenges around that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Because... As freeing as it is, there's something that happens when you decide to really show up. There's going to be people in your life that do one of two things. They're either going to step into that with you, or they're going to try and pull you back. And the reason for that is because it's not easy work. It's deep, it's intense, as I explained before. It's uncomfortable. And so when you show up that way, the really beautiful thing is that you give everyone around you permission to do the same. I don't know if you've ever stepped into, the, into a room or met somebody who's like really authentic. I've got a, a really good friend of mine. She's been on my podcast a few times. She's amazing. I still remember the first time and she told you exactly the same story word for word. The first time I saw her and met her was at a networking event, event. She was the speaker. She's a comedian as well as a coach. She's hilarious. And she did this talk and she was so real and authentic. And I'd never seen anyone like that, like that, not like that. And I walked straight up to her, which is so not something I would do either. I walked straight up to her afterwards. I said, I have to tell you, I think I love you. And you. you are the most authentic person I have ever met. And she goes, Oh, and she was really taken aback because she was actually not having a very confident day. And it's funny how we can still do what we have to do and move through things but inside we're like and that's how she was feeling and so we're still we're amazing friends now this was like eight years ago and when you're in the space of somebody like that the reason I felt comfortable just going up to her is because she gave me permission to do that by showing up that way and so one of the challenges I find for people is You get excited about this work. You get excited about this new way of being, this freeing feeling that you have. And you start to show up that way. And the people in your life that are uncomfortable with that are not going to like it. And unfortunately, what can happen is that we can take a step back then. So we'll go, oh, no, I don't want to lose that person. Or, And it's easy to step back into your old way because that's where your comfort zone is as well. So one of the biggest challenges is to continually choose yourself. It's not something that you just do the work once and then you're done. There's always another level, right? If you move up a level, there's another whole lot of learning that comes with that level. Of, if you want to, you know, we're always going to be leveling up. Otherwise, what are we doing here? So you're going to perhaps lose some things in your life that you thought would be there for a long time in relationships or People that you work with or jobs or lots of things can be happening. And so it's choosing yourself. And so that's why I have a community as well, because I feel like people need what I had, just people around them to hold them in that space long enough where it just becomes your natural way of being, your natural way of showing up. You get enough results and you start to get that momentum, it does get easier, but initially. There are going to be times where you want to step back. Yeah. Community.
0: That's why I love our Women Thrive community so much because when you're around people that have your back, that cheerlead, that don't try and bring down your ideas and bring down your energy and put you back in your play, Mm
1: -hmm. instead,
0: they're raising you up and, and feeling inspired by you and inspiring you. That's such a beautiful environment to be in, right? When you were talking about the people within your life that feel uncomfortable, they're trying to kind of pull you back. It's like, no, don't, like, stay here. Be small with me. So I can yes. to about myself. Don't go over there because then you'll make me feel bad because I'm not. I'm standing in my comfort zone. And I wrote down crap part. I don't know if you've ever heard this, the, yes. the example of the crap part. And, yeah, so the crap part, if you've never heard this, is... And you can see this. And we go down to Cornwall quite a lot, which is a beautiful part of the UK, right down on the southern tip. And there's a lot of people there that are a lot of children there that are crabbing. And you see the crab, the crabs in the crab pot. And when one crab tries to climb out of the pot to freedom, the other crabs actually reach up and pull them back into the pot. And that is very much related to, I think all of us can relate to that, right? On our personal development journey and when we are being more conscious and stepping into our greatness, there's so many opportunities for people to do that. But then there's also so many opportunities to step into that greatness and to be around supportive communities, continuously choose yourself. I really love that. And I think that needs to be a mantra that we all incorporate into our lives I continuously choose myself. What I'm going to be doing tonight when I'm in the
1: bath—that's <laughs> my <laughs>
0: mantra. <laughs> I continuously choose myself.
1: It's not easy, um, as a, as I said. As a, if you're used to nurturing everybody else and you're used to putting everyone else first, it can be really difficult to do. And obviously, there's things that I help people put in place to help that make that transition easier through an exercise and self care all the things. We figure out what that looks like for them and make sure that they feel supported Yeah, and give them permission. For some reason, we need that external permission. We need to learn how to give ourselves that permission. I agree. agree. Megan,
0: it's been so lovely to connect with you today. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful energy and your wisdom and your stories and yourself with all of us today.
1: If you were to leave us with one final thought, what would that be? I love this question. I get asked it a lot. I'm just going to say this to you. This is not a dress rehearsal. This is it. And I mean, a bit of a mic drop after I say that. Because so you go, you're right. Yeah. You don't get another shot at this life. This life. And so now the time. If you need permission, I'm giving it to you right now. Choose yourself. And choose to... Find that real true version of yourself because I know how freeing it is on the other side of that. And yes, there'll be tri- trials and tribulations, but it's worth it. Great. Thanks. Micah. Okay. Where do people find you? Well, if you put freed with a D, freed to be you, in most of the social media platforms you will find me. I've gone in plain the uh, I'm not on Twitter, so you can leave that one out. But the other thing that I would really love to invite you is that you do need a space, like we've been talking about, if you need a group of people who give you that permission and encourage you to choose yourself every day, I do have a inner circle, and that is called Read to Rediscover You. It's a process, the community on Facebook, so you can definitely come and join in that conversation over there. You're going to find plenty of brave women who are taking themselves on and will give you the permission you need to be you
0: amazing we'll make sure that we put some links in there as well so that people can find your community thank you so much Megan it's been an absolute pleasure to spend some time with you thank you so much for coming on to the women thrive podcast and thank you for being one of our speakers how exciting so Uh, looking uh, forward to it (laughs) yes this is going to be a great summit and We're going to be introducing you to a lot of our speakers over the coming weeks on our podcast. So stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much for being one of our guests today. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Hope you have an amazing day and we will catch you on the next episode of the Women Thrive Summit. Thank you for tuning in to Women Thrive Podcast. If you found today's episode empowering and inspiring, be sure to subscribe and follow us. Better yet, leave a review and share it with others. We're committed to bringing you more stories that will empower and inspire you on your own journey. Until next time, keep listening, keep learning, and keep pursuing your dreams.